This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Now, in the midst of all this, we turn to something much more pleasant. Food. (laughs) Healthy food. Delicious food. Served up by one of our foremost chefs and culinary experts. And there is a COVID-19 related angle. So given that most of us will be spending more time than usual at home and probably less time being active, even if we're not isolated, it's more important than ever to eat right. For one thing, to make sure we don't pack on the pounds and compromise our health during this stressful time. And now I am excited to welcome celebrity chef and restaurateur Mark McEwen. Hi, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Very, very happy to be here. Okay, I have to say, you know, if the interview is a little distracted, I'm just completely (laughs) distracted by all this wonderful food that you have brought into the studio. Uh, Why don't you tell us what you have here and what you're trying to tell people about? Well, we're here to talk about type 2 diabetes today and, and how you can regulate uh, your, your body, uh, when you, when you're suffering from type two diabetes. So we've come up with a bunch of recipes, which are on our website at myheartmatters.ca. And all the products that are in these recipes are accessible at a, at a standard supermarket. And that's the good thing about it. So there's nothing exotic here, but what we're bringing is a lot of big flavors to the plate and very, very healthy combinations, oily fish, fresh vegetables, uh, dairy products, that are high in protein. So there's, there's, there's so many ways you can, you can angle the food. And typically what we find with people is that when you, you, you try to change their diet, uh, it's, it's like a cataclysmic event in their life that, that they think it's much more complicated than what it actually is when food can be very, very simple. And you'll find that these recipes we've produced are exactly that. I still think that, um, people who are not used to cooking, they would look at that beautiful plate and and they'd think, my goodness, I can't do that. What what goes into it? It's salmon with... Well, this, these are salmon fillets with the yeah. skin left on because yeah. the skin is healthy. It has all those beautiful fish oils that are great for you. We've done a coriander crust with, with pepper and salt. And then we've seared the salmon in a pan. You can finish it in the oven. The sauce is, is simple plum canned tomatoes. Uh, a little bit of olive oil, a garlic, salt, pepper, green beans, and then salted peanuts. And then we do a Shirazi salsa with tomato, cucumber, red onion. So when you put the ingredients on a table, they're, they're really like ABC pantry ingredients and really accessible at the store. But that, that dish, when you put it all together, especially with the coriander seed crust, becomes really, really fantastic on, on a flavor profile. Coriander seeds, well, people, a lot of people might have to stock up on that. But actually, even if you can't leave the house, you can, there's a lot of delivery services and all of that now. Oh, yeah. But but, but in the dried spice section, yeah. that is a standard in yeah. any supermarket. You could be out in, in Timbuktu and you would find it on a, on a dry spice shelf. Mm-hmm. So again, I go back to the fact that these, these recipes are, are bare bones, simple, but really, really exciting to eat and, and, and very, very tasty. But from a nutritional side, and if you're suffering from type 2 diabetes, 
the main things that you really want to concern yourself with is, is your diet composition and how much weight you carry. And if you can control those two things, which these recipes would help you do, then it really keeps you in the sweet spot of staying healthy. Yeah. And, and again, I'm sure just about everybody is going to be spending more time at home and less time moving around. And, and it's kind of stressful to hear all this stuff about the epidemic. So, you know, yeah. that could make a lot of people want to, you know, binge eat or whatever. Well, there's a lot of negativity in the world and a lot of fear right now. Uh, my suggestion would be to go home, relax, cook a nice meal, uh, one that's healthy for you and spend the night that way with all this frenetic energy that we have out on the street today. Yeah, there's there's more time to cook. Now, what do you have on this other plate? It's all fresh, uh, fresh, so fresh we things. So we have hummus and we have dried nuts, uh, red fruits, blackberries, oranges. All of these basic items are exactly what you should be eating if you suffer from type 2 diabetes. Uh, fill your fridge full of good snacks. Uh you know, if you throw away the potato chips and, and the, the funny high-calorie, high-cholesterol snacks and you eat this way, you really don't want to go back to the other because this is much tastier. So all these food groups, again, are, are accessible. They're in your supermarket. But sometimes people just fall into their bad habits and they can't get out of them. And I think it's a key to, as you say, have it ready. I mean, have these things washed so if you're hungry... You, you don't default to the chips or, or whatever because it's going to take too long to get it ready. Well, I always have hummus in my fridge. I always have vegetables. So if I want a snack, I'll, I'll snack on that. And, and I have to say, Mark, you are in the food business. You're surrounded by food all the time, but you are one slim guy. You, you, you have to work at it. <laughs> yeah. So I'll skip a meal here and there. But as, as a general rule, my wife and I and family, we, we eat very healthy food. Uh, we sort of cook for the day. We, we bring things home from the store or we shop. We find a protein we like, and then we'll, we'll add leafy greens if we're doing fish. Uh, very simple to cook with. We'll do leeks as a base and green beans and fried fish with lemon and oil. And these are all the food groups that are perfectly acceptable in this category. So when, when people get very stressed out about a diet change, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. So if they go, if they go to our website, myheartmatters.ca, review these these recipe ideas that we've come up with. I think it will give them 10 more ideas. And they'll see that these are the items they should have in their pantry. These are the items they should have in their fridge. And I would say that this is really restaurant quality food, casual looks restaurant it. quality food. It looks it. And, and you can substitute, you know, if you don't have green beans, but you have broccoli. Broccoli or leafy greens, leafy greens or asparagus. Asparagus, asparagus be, is in would, season would now. Be, would be perfect. Yeah. So if you're, if you're buying fresh vegetables, you're eating tomato-based sauces. Uh, you're working with olive oil, dried spices, fresh herbs, uh, tomatoes, cucumbers, onions. All these things are fantastic for you. And if if you don't want peanuts on top, don't put them on top. But they're a, they're a really nice added attraction when you when you fry them in a pan and you add salt to them. They extract a bit of the oil, and they get that salty crust. So it's a really nice counter to the richness of the salmon. You know, some people complain that nuts are fattening, but they are good fat. Very good for you. Very good for you. So my suggestion is for people, eat cleanly, eat moderately, eat, eat moderate portions. Say no to the second plate. 
give yourself some time, have another glass of water. And uh, with type 2 diabetes, controlling your weight is probably the most important aspect of the whole disease. And if you can do that, you'll find that symptomatically, much of your conditions will be modified and reduced. And the risk of heart and stroke uh, is reduced as well. And that's, that's always the big fear with type 2 diabetes and weight gain is that you are prone to heart attacks, prone to strokes. Uh, let's take a couple of calls. We've got Jan in Guelph. Hi, Jan. Hello, uh, Libby. Um, I just want to know if frozen vegetables are as good for you as fresh vegetables. If frozen vegetables are as good for you as veg- as fresh, fresh vegetables, Mark, you can just answer there. I think if you're if you're missing fresh vegetables, uh, frozen are fine. Oh, okay. uh, much better than not eating them, that's for sure. So the main thing is don't slather them with butter. Yeah. Uh, the best thing would be just a bit of olive oil, minimal salt, pepper, and a little bit of fresh lemon juice. And that really makes them have a, a nice vital and, and sort of a good vitality. So I would, I swear by frozen peas. I use them year round all the time. I put them in all sorts of things. So right. I actually prefer them to fresh because I can almost never find sweet, fresh peas. Right. Okay, thank oh. you very much for your answer. I am okay. enjoying the program. Thank you. Wonderful. Thanks, Thanks Jan. Okay, let's go to Maureen and Barry. Hi, Maureen. Hi, how are you? Hi, Maureen. Fine. Good. I was just wondering, like, I've started, I've changed my the way I eat, and I eat a lot of vegetables now. I just boil mine without salt or anything. But I'm just wondering if there is a point that, is there any one vegetable that is, if you eat too much, it's not good for you? Uh, I would say carrots. You you might get a permanent tan, and and they're full of sugar. Uh, okay. But I would I would eat them in in moderation. But all the all the green vegetables and the leafy greens are really amazing. And you might want to try steaming them rather than just boiling them. Do you have a double boiler at home? Uh, yes. If you if you they take a bit longer, but you'll keep more nutritional value in the vegetables. Oh. And then in terms of seasoning, I again would use olive oil as opposed to butter, and lemon yeah, is always I don't a nice use oil at all. You really. don't use it at all. A little and bit of the lemon juice, and away you go. Pretty good. Yeah, olive oil is super healthy for you. Uh, I don't I don't know if you're just adverse to to using oil of any kind. Oh, okay. It, I try um, coconut oil. Coconut oil is a little bit, it's a little bit fattier. Uh, you, you can use it, but I would use it in moderation. Oh, okay. Right. And it's Brussels sprouts. They're pretty good for you too, right? Brussels sprouts are amazing. Absolutely okay. amazing. One, one of my favorites. I make, I make salads out of them. I roast them. I pan roast them. And I, I do that at the cottage all the time. I'll add a little bit of Parmesan cheese at the end. Right. And, and let it get crispy in the pan with the Brussels sprouts. Oh. Let them brown very slowly. I cut them in half, olive right. oil in the pan, cut side down, salt and pepper. Let them brown in steam. And then oh, I put a little bit of grated that. Reggiano on it, and I just let it. And what it does is melt in the pan and get crispy. And again, you have this amazing snack. Uh, and the cheese, at, the cheese aspect is full of nutritional it, yeah. value oh. as well, providing you just don't use too much of it. Right. Okay. I want those sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes okay. are a superfood. Uh, Good. I recommend well, I guess, I guess you. I I'm you, going down the right road here now. Then I think you you should eat them twice a week. And the beautiful thing about them, just you put them in their natural state in your toaster oven or your or your or your main oh. oven. You cook them for one hour, then you peel them back, 
And again, I add olive oil to it and a tiny bit of salt and pepper, and I can eat a whole sweet potato every single day. And okay, the nutritional impact of that is, is just fantastic for you. Yes, I think I'm going down the right road here. <laughs> I think you are too, Maureen. You're doing very well. Thanks. Thank you very much. You guys have a good day. You Thank too. you. Bye-bye. Thanks for your call. And, and you know, you're talking about roasting Brussels sprouts. That, that, that is a completely different taste than if you just kind of boil them. Yeah, you sort of ruin them when you boil them. Yeah, like boiling is and it is smells up the house. Overrated. So if you if if you want to eat broccoli or cauliflower, you can cut it in great big pieces. You add a bit of olive oil to it, and you barbecue it, and then you you make a yogurt dressing. So a, a an unsweetened yogurt, lemon juice, salt, and pepper, and you have the the healthy aspect of dairy. You have the healthy aspect of broccoli. You've not boiled the nutritional value out of it. And it's, this is a very inexpensive way to eat because um, yogurt will hold in your fridge for a long time and broccoli is reasonable. So I, I try to make the vegetables the star of the meal and I cut back on the, the amount of protein, which is really the most costly side of the meal as well. A little bit of protein and a lot of the veg side, leafy greens, green vegetables. And of course, uh, the latest Canada Food Guide says the same thing. It used to have, like, the protein used to take up half the plate, and now not so much. No, for me to sit down and eat a 12-ounce steak, I, that's a steak for two people. But then I'll, I'll have, uh, as, as the, the guest that was just chatting with us, I'll have sweet potatoes, I'll have charred broccoli, that aspect, and I'll have a lot of that. And I'll do a green salad as well. Like, I love a salad with every single meal. And some of the heartier greens... The tougher greens like kale, you mix some of the kale in and radicchio. And again, your dressings are olive oil, red wine vinegar, lemon juice, salt, pepper. Mustard. Throw an anchovy, fill it in, a little bit of Dijon mustard. You get, you get restaurant flavor, and it's super healthy for you. What about potatoes if they're not full of stuff? Well, I would say sweet potatoes you could eat all the time. Uh, I think regular potatoes, as long as you're not frying them uh, continuously, are fine, but I would I would sort of moderate my consumption of of that starchy aspect. I think from a weight control side, I would I would sort of diminish that side of my diet. Again, you know, you you look at all the foods we're talking about today. If I sit and I eat the tomato and the beans and and the, the coriander seed crusted salmon with the salsa, the salsa it sounds exotic, Shirazi salsa. It is cucumber, red onion, tomato, citrus, olive oil. That's all it is. And it's super tasty. And it will brighten up any, any, any meal. So you eat this and you eat this, these types of snacks, you'll see a huge difference in, in how your body weight hangs on you after 30 days uh, or, the, or the lack of. And, and that, that aspect of weight control is really about self-control and sort of moderating what's in your fridge and what's in your pantry. And, let me ask you this, uh, since we are all going to be spending more time at home, if you can't get out to the grocery store, what is a good, tasty, healthy meal you can make out of things that you have in the pantry? I'm talking about chickpeas or whatever. Uh, that's hoping you have a good stock in your pantry. Well, people should maybe go and get it after listening here. So what should people put in the pantry? Well, <clears throat> for me, pantries are all about Good olive oil, good vinegars, uh, having things like olives and capers, uh, canned tuna. Canned tuna is a great one to to make a dish. Chickpeas, 
you can do you can make hummus with chickpeas. I can do a tomato stew with coriander and and coriander seed and different spices. Uh, that aspect of things. So, in 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 my fridge, you always have to have Dijon mustard. You always have to have anchovies. You have to be able to make a salad dressing. And what I, what I would suggest is that rather than make fatty sauces and think about cream in your diet, take the cream out. Vinaigrettes are are a better gravy for a piece of chicken, a piece of beef, a pork chop, anything like that. And what it does is brighten up the meal because it adds acidity and it and it's very, very healthy from a consumption standpoint. So I think you just have to sort of look at food differently. And the beauty of this is that it's not recreating your world. So people shouldn't be afraid of it. And I really suggest they go to the website, myheartmatters.ca, and look at these recipes, and they'll get a basic understanding. If they eat this way four nights a week and really moderate their consumption, they'll see a huge change in how they feel and how they carry their weight. You know, you made a great point when we were in the break about salad dressings, purchased salad dressings. So people are eating a salad. They think they're doing something good. And some of those salad dressings are just full of fat and salt and sugar and calories. No, in in many, many many fast food restaurants as well, you go and you you think because you're having a salad option that you're doing yourself a favor and you've made good choices. But the level of sugar and the level of sodium, uh, you'd be shocked at the calories. Some of these salads are a thousand calories in a bowl. So that's that's half of your your daily consumption. So again, a, a salad dressing should literally have no sugar in it at all. You start with an oil base, vinegar or citrus, basic seasoning, garlic, anchovy, Dijon mustard. You can add it to anything, and it's a perfect option. And you can make a bunch of it at a time. So uh, you know, again, it's ready when you want it. I do my mason jar. So I have a half mason jar, and I'll make a batch of vinaigrette, and I chop shallots in it. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm a huge fan of anchovies, and that's one of the healthiest things that you can actually eat because they're little tiny fish that have no time to, to accumulate base metals, but they have, all, they have all the best qualities of fish oil. So you should eat a lot of anchovies in your dressing. Okay. I, put it in, I put it in everything. Okay, so a lot of people are nervous about anchovies. They say, I hate anchovies, if that's a, a big thing. But if you take a small amount of anchovies and they dissolve, it'll just have a little something and peop- you won't even know exactly what it is. I think they call that umami. Umami is exactly it. But it helps build those, those rich background flavors uh, and it makes the salad dressing happen for you. So I make a big batch and it will last me all week. And the shallots, when they sit in it, add this other element to the dressing as well. So and you can put it on fish, you put it on chicken, you put it on greens, you put it on broccoli, put it on cauliflower, it doesn't matter. Whatever you put it on, it tastes marvelous. And the only adaptations you can do is maybe one day you use sherry vinegar, one day you use rice wine vinegar, one day it's only citrus-based. It could be orange juice and lemon in combination. And then it, it just adds all this this wonderful flavor to your food. And I see you've got lots of fresh herbs here, too, if you can have them, if you yeah, go shopping. Yeah. What I suggest, you go to the supermarket, you should ask the, the proprietor there, can I break up a head of parsley that I don't have to buy a whole Really? Big People bunch? do that? Well, I, I think it's a smart practice because what you find with people at home is they waste a lot of the food they buy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Like they, I, Sometimes I buy parsley, and it's a tree. 
And there's two of us. There's too much of it. Yeah. So statistically, Canadians and Americans waste 32% uh, of I the know. food, the fresh food they buy, they throw away, which is really a, a sad state of affairs. So I, I would be bold when you're at a store and say, can I get half a bunch, a half a bunch, a small amount of this? I guarantee you, your grocer will cooperate with you. Oh, only, yeah? And only, <laughs> only, only buy what you're going to actually use. And really, really think, do I need to buy a whole bunch of bananas or should I buy two because yes. I th five of them went black last week and I threw them away? Yeah, right? or they're in the freezer waiting for me to make banana bread. <laughs> exactly. So the, the practicality, I say you, you buy food often, you buy it in small quantity, you stay in the fresh perimeter aisle of the store, and you, you eat lots of vegetable-based food. And oh. you pick your proteins carefully. Okay, 20 more seconds. Mark, what would you like to leave us with? Well, I think people suffering from type 2 diabetes have some, some options. Uh, a proper diet, a careful diet like we've talked about today, uh, maintaining your weight. It's going to put you in a much healthier lane. That's going to take your risk of stroke and, and heart attack way, way down. So uh, go to myheartmatters.ca. Look at our recipes. That's going to give you many, many ideas of where to shop in the store. And, and you tell the proprietor of the store that if you want half a bunch, I'll take half a bunch, but only buy fresh. And it's delicious. That's all the time we have. Mark McEwen, thank you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.